Welcome to these Meditation and Philosophy podcasts. I'm Al McGee, and it's Monday, June the 13th, 2016, and I'm speaking to you from Vancouver in British Columbia. I'd like to talk today about a certain feeling that I believe never quite goes away. It's a particular feeling, or we might say, a certain level of awareness that can never quite be swept aside. It's a force or a power that lingers in the depths of our being, even if we've done our best to keep it buried there. The philosopher Ten Honorick calls this capacity within that holy, resilient proposition, which is that there is a never quite forgotten inborn feeling or awareness that has a holy, resilient quality to it. It has, in other words, a spring-like quality to it an enormous power of resilience. It can spring back even if long buried. So this is a level of knowledge that can come bounding back even if you've done your best to toss it away. Which parallels, by the way, the yogic picture of the human potential of awareness as coiled up like a serpent in your own psychic depths. There's a level of coiled up knowing waiting to be unsprung or released. Until that unfolding of spiritual awareness, you're in no condition, according to this perspective, to know much. Why? Well, because you're inwardly clogged. You're stuck. You're bound. The best part of you, that part of you that could know something worth knowing, is coiled up. It's said that awakening occurs when that pent up or bound up or coiled up power of awareness is struck by the power of grace. It is then that a long buried, but as we're saying, resilient knowledge comes gushing up or springs forth like a dolphin leaping from the ocean. Hunterink defines the holy, resilient proposition as the awareness that we all have as human beings, that when we think or when we feel, when we see, when this is going on, when we're thinking or when we're feeling, when we're seeing, that there's more going on than can be accounted for in terms of a physical dimension alone. There's something more to us than mere physicality. There's a built-in dignity of awareness that defines our humanity. We possess an innate level of knowing that resists any reductionist philosophies that assert that when we think, when we feel, or see, that all that's happening is neurons firing in the brain. The suggestion being made here is that though you might define yourself as a physicalist, as a materialist, or as an atheist, that, try as you might, you'll never quite succeed in pulling the stunt off. You'll fail to reduce yourself to the physical dimension only because you can't quite get over being human because there's more to you than the physical dimension only. I mean, so try as you might to become a golem, you remain a hobbit, even if hard to recognize. For there's always the danger to your degrading self-definition as a materialist, a physicalist, or an atheist, that someone may know you and see better into you than you are seeing into yourself. Someone pure in heart, sagely, and seer-like will see you as you really are, and not in terms of the atheistic mask you wear. 
she'll recognize what's in you in spite of your thick-headed posturing. She will see into you and expose you, even if you're an atheist in full throttle, an atheist on steroids, even if you're like an atheistic battering ram. The truth is that there remains in you the most hard-boiled atheist, the most vehement physicalist or avid materialist. There remains in you a noble instinct, which is, as I'm saying, that level of awareness that resists all reductionistic philosophies. The point is to say that in spite of yourself, you're not just a thing, a machine, or an animal. There is something I'm saying, even in the raging atheist, that retains a resilient capacity to break free. There is a power that remains in you that may yet overtake your best God-denying assertions. You can't quite get rid of it. Just when you think you've dispensed with it once and for all, it is there again, surfacing and calling for your attention. For it is, says Ted Honorick, the proposition that never lies down for long, it always gets up and fights again. Well, it's a power of awareness that I would argue is intrinsic to our sense of ourselves that however long you ignore it, deny it, or repress it, again, according to Honrick, it always overtakes more people than are ever convinced by philosophers. It always overtakes more people than are ever convinced by philosophers. What you most deeply are, again, comes springing back. And you may be shocked to find yourself in the presence of that which you have long denied and repressed. An awareness long suppressed rises up. It springs back. As in the case of Christopher Hitchens, apparently. Well, at least to some degree. In a book called The Faith of Christopher Hitchens by Larry Alex Totten, the author asserts that his friend Christopher, though an avowed atheist, maintained a certain degree of openness to spiritual possibilities. Mr. Totten tells of many hours of conversation with his friend Christopher, and some of that time was spent studying the Gospel of John together. It's asserted as well that Christopher was open enough to admit that among the attractions of belief was the assertion that the universe gives evidence of having been finely tuned. I mean, take it from Chris, from uh, Christopher Hitchens himself. In his words, he says, at some point, certainly, we, we, that is, we atheists, are all asked, well, which is the best argument you can come up against from the other side? I think every one of us, says Christopher Hitchens, picks the fine-tuning one as the most intriguing, adding that, and again I'm quoting, you have to spend time thinking about it, working on it. It is not trivial. Well, are we seeing here in Christopher Hitchens that he hadn't quite closed the case against God? Well, I don't know, but based on the testimony of his friend, it gives support for what I'm trying to say in this article, that in all of us there remains whatever our philosophical stance, there is a feeling that never quite goes away. It's a resilient feeling that can resurface at critical points in our lives. And when it does, this awareness of deeper dimensions can be life transforming. My sense is that if there is even but the slightest sense of this feeling, 
that it's worth cultivating. In my experience, everything is to be gained and nothing lost. My sense is to light and stoke this fire of awareness until it blazes.